ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's wrestling podcast time. Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast, the last one of 2016. We should, I mean, in hindsight, we should be doing a year in review, but we're not. We're just doing what's happening in wrestling right now. But that's what the podcast is. Enough of these specials. A year in review, the hundredth episode, the millionth download, blah, 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 whatever. Let's just talk about what's going on in wrestling. That's what we're going to talk about. I'm going to start with our interview segment. It's the last of the series of interviews Katie and I did at the Performance Center. Uh, if you want to see them, they're on YouTube. Not this one, but the other ones. Just posted the Finn Balor interview, which was a really fun one this week. That's on YouTube.com slash NotSam and NotSam.com. This week, I believe in his first podcast since entering WWE, Mr. Apollo Cruz. We uh, talked to Apollo about uh, his life, joining NXT, leaving the UHA nation behind, uh, some interesting story about his parents, and being a part of Breaking Ground. Um... Which I'm starting to enjoy more and more, to tell you the truth. I wasn't sure about it at first, but I've been enjoying it uh, as the episodes continue. I just I haven't watched the newest one, but I watched last week's one last night. Very, very enjoyable. So, let's get right to it. And we'll get into the state of wrestling, of course, with Katie Linendahl after we hear uh, what's going on in the world from the Performance Center in Orlando of Apollo Crew. And now, the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast Interview. We're here at the WWE Performance Center. Sam Roberts, Katie Linendahl, and Apollo Crews, the newest, most buzzworthy, exciting signee to WWE and NXT. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. This is cool. We're, yeah. We're waiting for this one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the question on everybody's mind, what's the haps? What's the haps, man? You know, it's uh, out here working every day, uh, just trying to get a grasp of everything, man, because it still doesn't seem real to me. It you doesn't. Know, it doesn't. It seems like it's, uh, you know, because, you know, like I said, you dream of a moment, and I've said this before, you dream of a certain moment like reaching your your dream you know and you get there and when you get there it feels like you're dreaming you know what i mean it's, yeah. it's just um i'm trying to uh i have those moments where it's like okay this is real and then something ha- happens again like for me it was brooklyn it's like oh man i get settled in and oh man brooklyn sixteen thousand people yeah and then you know okay brooklyn dies down a little bit and then here i am in like texas or right. austin houston and san antonio i'm like wow this is crazy <laughs> getting ready for the london tour <laughs> exactly yeah. and i'm just like wait wait there's no time for it to really like settle in Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much going on that uh, I don't want to miss out on, like, on those moments. You know, yeah. I want to look back and be like, okay, I really enjoy that. To the, to, do you, you know, diary? Do you journal? I don't. I should. I think I should. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just... Someone was telling me I should do that just to, like, document, you know, certain things and go back and just maybe relive what that moment felt like. Right. But I've never been much of a writer or, or a huge reader. So it's... Uh, <laughs> right. it's so it's words a, are not, like, your yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm just like, I, I, I just uh, take it in mentally. And then I try to do that, and then I'm like, well... I kind of forget what that feels like, you know, when I, when I think back onto that moment. But Do you have a good memory? Like, do you, do you generally, like, think, oh, that was when this happened, yeah, yeah, we I were do. in this building? And My funny thing is I remember, like, specific details that, just the most random thing. Yeah. And it'll be, like, the smallest detail. Like, I can remember, like, uh, you know, I don't know, like, the, the look on my dad's face when this or whatever happened. But I can't remember, you know that actual moment it's weird right like you don't remember why he was looking <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. you remember, remember the, look. the look on his face yeah it's weird. funny weird. you know it's 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 interesting that like you're looking at this like this is a dream thing and you can't believe it's reality because yeah. you were one of the very few guys 
we didn't have to come. I mean, you were making, you were successful independently wrestling. Yep, yep. Not that many people are, but like, not only you were you were making money, you were you had notoriety. You know what I mean? And you were you were kind of one of those guys. It was always a goal. Like the reason I did start doing those, like work, working on the indies and doing those things before I got here, was to get here. You know, so it was cool. Like at the time when uh, I was asked to come here, I didn't even know if WWE knew about me. You know, I was having fun. I was like, uh, you know, I was like, man, I'm enjoying life. I was traveling to Japan, England, you know, yeah. all over the place. So when I was approached by it, by someone who wasn't even, you know, working with the company, I was like, I told him, I was like, I don't even know, like, uh, if, if they know who I am. <laughs> you know, I was kind of like, you know, everyone's like, oh, when are you going to WWE, especially with your family, when you start doing something like that? Yeah. Especially with my parents. My dad, my parents are Nigerian, so, like, uh, their culture is completely different. Uh-huh. So for me to say I want to be a wrestler is not the... It's not, it's not normal there. What know, they people, have in mind for you? A lawyer. Like, go to school, you know, finish you school, become a lawyer, doctor. Custom-made suits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. I wouldn't mind that. You know? Are they over here now? No, my, my mom is. Yeah, my parents are separated. My mom lives here, but my dad lives in uh, Ethiopia right now. Wow. Actually. Yeah, he's with the United Nations. Yeah, so his, uh, his mentality, because he... It's incredible. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Do you go over and visit? I haven't for a while. He comes here now. Huh. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't... I haven't... I saw him. I don't even remember the last time I saw him, to be honest, but... Uh, he was here recently, just had a knee replacement, and he has to get the other knee replaced, too. So Jeez. I'm looking at it like, uh, he never played any sports, and if I do this, how many knees do I got to get I was about to say, if you get a knee, what did he do, a somersault off the top rope? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm like, man, I'll teach you, but uh, you can't do it better than me, otherwise they're going to hire you instead right. of me. Where did this right. high flying action come from? Well, I took gymnastics as a young kid. I could always flip. Uh, I'd be on my bed or whatever, trampolines, just doing, like, the most random stuff. I'm like, oh, I just want to try this, and I'd go and try it. One day I was in the, my mom used to live in apartments and I gathered the whole neighborhood, not the whole neighborhood, but most of our friends. And I was like, hey guys, I'm going to do a backflip outside. I don't know why at the time it was such a huge deal, <laughs> but everyone was like, oh, you, you can't do it. You can't do it. It's going to first time I was going to try it on grass rather than just like a trampoline or How like a bed or something. Sure. I had to be like, like six or eight or something. I'm not sure yet. It's close to 10. All my childhood memories come from around the age of 10. I don't know why. But it's I a got good the, year. It is, it is. Right? Yeah, I'm like, well, most happy one out of 10. I think I got... I got spanked the most when I was 10. The most <laughs> stuff happened, yeah, so it was weird. And uh, I go outside, and I, I do this, you know, back handspring, and everyone's like, oh, man, that's so cool. So they're like, do it again, do it again. And um, so I had a, a, a grasp of, like, flipping before I started taking gymnastics. And as a kid, like, uh, kids are harsh as kids. And you take I, – I, I, I wish I had my mentality now uh, when I was a kid mm-hmm. because I, right now I wouldn't really care what people thought right. back then. But – Back then, I cared what people thought, so I take gymnastics. They're like, "Oh no, that's not something, you know, a guy should be doing it." You know, just teasing me, picking at me for doing that. So, uh, I went and started playing like soccer and stuff, a sport I thought was more like, you know, for me, more manly. Meanwhile, it's giving you such a unique <laughs> style. Yeah, yeah. If you I do, make it man, look so it, effortless. It's, and that's what I love about this. Like, you just do it just because you can. Yeah. You like mid match, like, I don't need to do it, but I'm gonna do I'm it. Gonna do it yeah, there's know? no like, here's my hand gesture. Here's right. my this. Wait till you see this. It's just like what. But Where did he just go? I think it. that's better because people are more surprised, you know. Right. Yes. They look at me, you know, a guy like you know, built like me, and they don't expect that. You know what I mean? That's what I've, uh, which is cool. I mean, that's what I think it, it was uh, easy for me to, you know, get to certain places I did before I got here because uh, my style was so different. And, was, and is this why you start like weight training and getting so big because the kids are picking on you? So you're like, not only am I getting no gymnastics, I'm going to be able to punch your face. <laughs> There's something like that. But I used to watch wrestling as a kid and uh, like. I, I was just so fascinated by the bigger guys, you know yeah. what I mean? Like Ultimate Warrior, guys like that, man, and uh, like Lex Luger, guys are just jacked, you know? And uh, when I got to, I went to military high school. When I got there, weightlifting, if you played football, was actually a mandatory class. 
Wow. Yeah, so I, I, got, I was like 15 when I started like actually like, you know, caring and being competitive. It, we'd have like our, uh, you know, our, our testing days, we like max and like bench squat power cleans and we'd all be like, you know, in a race or, you know, who, who has the highest lifts and the whole thing. And at one point I had the highest lifts uh, total, like the uh, thousand pound club I, I made that I had the highest lifts in the whole school. And that's kind of like where the name I used before this came from. So. It's pretty neat. And that name came from because they said you could take over an entire nation. Well, he said I was as strong as a whole nation. Strong yeah, as a whole nation. Yeah, yeah. That's like, a good nation. place to be, man. You know, I'm like, that's cool with me. You know, at first I didn't like it. I was like, ah, no, nah, don't call me that. And uh, the whole school started calling me Wuhan Nation. Oh, it has like a vibe to it. Yeah, it plays it on. Cool. What's that like cool. when you get here? So you get to the performance center and. and uh, Pretty early on, like before you get on and do your first TV match, they yeah. rename you. Is there something to this thing? Well, I've built Uha Nation as a, as a name and a brand that people know. I don't know if that's something I want to let go of. Well, it's, I understand how, how it works too. You know, uh, I was looking at guys coming here before me who even, you know, had more buzz than I did, or, you know, who were bigger stars than me on the Indies. Yeah. And, you know, they all did the same thing. So for me, it was just a thing of I didn't have any any memory behind Apollo Crews, it was just, at the time, it was just a name. It was just like, okay, yeah, I had so much memory behind Wuhan Nation. I was wrestling as him for like six years, right. you know what I mean? So that was all I knew at the time. I think it just was a matter of building um, character and, and building a story to... So you wanted to get here and start from crap, scratch? Yeah, and I knew I, knew I had to, you know yeah. what I mean? And like I said, with, with everything I did before he led me up to this, this point, so I appreciate all that, but this is a new start. And I want people to recognize what I do here. Right. You know, even though they, they, they recognize what I do there, I want them to recognize what I do here. It's a new start, you know, new name. And it, it's, I'm, it's getting better because I'm actually responding to that name. People were calling me Apollo at first, and I'm just completely <laughs> ignoring because I don't hear it. But you, you, know? got, you, got, you got to shake people off. Like, even on NXT the other week, the commentator, uh, Rich was like, Apollo Creed. And then Corey was like, it's Apollo it's Cruz. Cruz. Right, right. It's hard because I, I think I was doing like a, uh, I was doing a voiceover, and I was reading it. And I was just going over it, and I'm like, yeah, da, 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 Apollo Creed. And I didn't even realize I said it. <laughs> and uh, Ryan Katz had pointed out to me, he's like, yeah, see, you just said Apollo Creed. And I'm like, oh, man, I, I didn't. <laughs> but that's the name. Apollo it's, Creed meets Terry Crews. Is that what it is? Well, what, well Terry Crews is actually a, uh, a comedian. I don't even call him a comedian actor. Uh, yeah, yeah, multiple yeah. things. So, uh, you should be a football player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, people say I look like him. Yeah. I think I'm a little more handsome. You do. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. So it's funny because when the name came out, a lot of people were tweeting him. A lot of yeah. people were tweeting him. And, you know, I guess he read him and he tweeted me back. He just told me to, uh, he's loving the new name and that I should represent it well. And I was just like, oh, man, this is, this is awesome. It's awesome. It's cool. Yeah. It's Your cool. ramp up has been quite fast. Yes, it has. Yeah. And to, to come out in NXT uh, TakeOver Brooklyn was huge for you. Yep. And then now, I mean, you have your songs on iTunes. I feel like you just exploded out the gate. Right. Being here at NXT wasn't. It's just fast. It is, it is. It's a, and it's one of those things, like I said earlier, I don't want to miss out on uh, on the moments. You know, like I want to remember everything. Like Triple H just said it before. We're, no matter where we go from here, excuse me, we're going to look back on this moment. It's probably going to be the greatest time of our life. You know, I don't want to look back and be like, wow. NXT, I remember. I love it, but it just went by so fast. Yeah. You know, I want to, I want to enjoy so you almost, everything. So you almost don't want to be rushed up to the main roster. You want to kind of live in this yeah, just I for do. a second. Yeah, like, I want to do, like, we have, you know, I have goals that I set, and I want to accomplish everything I can here possible. Yeah. You know, and uh, I think... <laughs> so when you become the number one contender this earlier, you guys like, slow down, <laughs> slow down, <laughs> no, no. guys. Like, it's, it's amazing, because I, I, my tryout was a year ago, you know, and... Uh, like day one, I said I was going to come in here, and my goal is to be champion. Mm -hmm. You know, so that uh, for me to be in this spot is is an honor. Yeah, you know, it, it just shows that all the 
like, and I did, my my road isn't harder than anybody else's, but I do know how hard I've worked to get here. Right. You know, and to be in this opportunity is a blessing. It's an honor. You know, I'm glad they have the faith in me to put me in this position. And I want to go out there and, and, and take full advantage of it, make the best of it. Yeah. yeah. And to put you in a position at TakeOver in Brooklyn, I feel like, you know, we were chatting before this, you have these moments in life where you've worked so hard yep. to get to that moment. Yeah. What was it like for you coming out? Were you nervous? And you're like, either you make it or break it in this moment. There's yeah. so many people watching. It turned out to be much bigger than anybody anticipated. Right. Was it just like very intense for you? It's weird that uh, I had serious cotton mouth, but I wasn't like, <laughs> I was relaxed, you know. But I go. And so it just hit you right in the mouth. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, my guys are in Apollo Crews, you know. And I think I came out and uh, it was just a genuine reaction. Like, I. I like what you saw on camera was what I was going through my head. It seems like a lot with you. Like yeah. you're very genuine yeah. and it's it, captured. It, it, like I came out and the first thing I noticed is how many people were there. And I, I, I mean, I, I cussed as soon as I came out. It was the first thing I said when I came out. And uh, what did the word start with? Oh, and then the second one was an S. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so. But you have to be like, I got this. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I got I have to own this moment. It's like sink or swim. But it is. I was like, no matter how many people have been out there, I know I've been in the ring before. Mm. It's not my first time coming out here in the ring. It is my first time in front of that many people. But I know when it comes down to it, I know what I'm doing in here. So I, I'd said it, man, it, given this opportunity, like I said, if... if they're throwing me in the deep end, wherever they're throwing me at, I, I got to learn how to swim if, <laughs> right now, and I got to learn how to swim very well. So, and uh, Speaking of learning how to swim, yep. like it's kind of weirdly coincidental that just as you start to get rolling, WWE has this breaking ground show. Yep, yep. So now you not only have to learn how to, you know, be an NXT superstar, but you also have to do it with a camera on you. Yeah, and that was, uh, it was different at first because I've never had a camera follow, follow me and follow me like almost 24-7. You know, they come to my house, uh, they follow me everywhere. There's one day where he followed me literally from 7 a.m. in the morning from my house to here, back to my house. Wow. Uh, you just punch him in the face at some point? <laughs> no, You're like, dude, what's up? It's just Kanye West. <laughs> like, Camera yeah. out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was like, it was, it, was, it was weird at first and they said, oh, after a couple weeks at East and I was like, I don't think I will, but the other day we're sitting here and someone was like, oh, the camera's pointing on you and I'm like, where? And I didn't even notice he was there and I was like, oh, you know, I've gotten, gotten used to it. But it's a cool opportunity for us to like, you know, for people to see what we do here. I don't think everybody fully understands what we go through on becoming NXT superstars or how hard we work here in this performance center. What is it that you want them to see? Like, what, what are some of the things that you're doing that you want people to see on Breaking Ground? I want people to get a new respect for this. You know, I mean, everyone has their opinions on sports entertainment, but, you know, no matter what is said, I don't think people understand exactly how hard we work. You know, we're here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, with shows Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We'll come in here before those shows, either get ring time or, or get uh, gym time. And I just don't, and then Saturday we have, our only off day down here is Sunday. Uh -huh. Sunday's our only off day. And Saturday, let's leave Jacksonville, two and a half hour drive, get back 2 a.m., you know what I mean? Got a meal prep the next day. And Sunday might not even be an off day because I'll still go to the gym. I have laundry to do. Right. You know, errands to run, grocery shopping, whatever you have to do. So it's, 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 uh, I want people to understand that no matter what's said about professional, professional wrestling or sports entertainment, I should say rather, we still work extremely hard to entertain everybody. And what's the, what's the, physically, what's the hardest thing that you do here at the Performance Center? Physically, I think uh, just getting up every day uh, and having to repeat what we did the day before, no matter how sore you are. Mm -hmm. You know, we're in the ring three hours, in the gym hour, 30 minutes. 
uh, and it's you know it's like back to back, and then we have to get up the next day, do it again, you know. So you get beat up, you get bruised, and then doing the shows too. It's like you know, you feel different pain every day. You know, your back might hurt one day, your knee hurts the other day, but just to get up and and, and push yourself, and you got to know your body as well too. You know, you know when you're injured and you know when you're hurt. How do you differentiate your physicality? Like, how do you keep your figure and your shape that you want to when? There's things that you're doing as wrestlers that are consistent that everybody does across the board. Then you, is it just taking it to the weight room I think and the, knowing who's helping you train? We got a great strength and conditioning coach in here, uh, which uh, he he can lay he lay out he lay out like a, you know weightlifting programs for us. You know knowing what, I mean? what you want though. Yeah, like knowing our goals. Those, yeah, like, knowing to our goals, and he, he he gives us programs according to what we do in here as well. You know, it won't be anything. You know, we won't like we understand like when we get in the ring, we may some days we may not like go too crazy mm-hmm. especially if we have a you know rough day in the gym or something like that but we make sure we stretch out um every day we started doing yoga here too actually oh man yeah yeah it's, it's, it's cool we have a yoga i think like once a week it's an hour long so they're just giving us different options for us to stay as healthy as possible because they know how hard we go and they know how important it is to get the rest is just as important if not more important than putting in the actual work absolutely uh, you know eating dieting uh you know, when you, when you can, getting that rest when you can. You know, and then being on the road, being in a car. I don't think people really understand. People have taken road trips. Everyone's sure. taken road trips. But I don't think it's, it, you do a road trip, I mean, maybe a couple times a year. You know, we're on the road three days a week, maybe maybe even more when you get to the main roster. So it's a, it's not as easy as people think. And that's, that's what I want people to, to see is that, you know, we, we work extremely hard. But we do it because we love it and we do it to entertain everybody. And how do you get past this mentality because a guy in your position could on those hard days where it's like you don't want to get up, right. you don't want to do it, it's the same thing you've done a hundred times, you don't want to do it, you could be saying to yourself, you know, I could just be back in Dragon Gate and not right. have to deal with any right, of this. Right. Like I could, I, all I would have to, <laughs> if I walked out today, I got a job tomorrow. Yeah. Like how do you remind yourself on what, that this is a much bigger long-term picture? For me, this is, I mean, this is where I wanted to be since day one, you know, like, uh, even doing all the, all the things I did before this, this is the ultimate goal. And there's thousands of people, thousands of people that would die to be here, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I'm here. So for me to wake up and not take full advantage of it, I don't think it's fair to those guys, because mm-hmm. they could easily be here wanting it more than me or outworking me, you know? So my motivation, I'm, my motivation just comes from just being here, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the first day I walked in here, I, it still hasn't wore off on me that we're, we're in a place like this, you know what I mean? Because before where I came from, we don't, you don't have stuff like this. Where were you living before Orlando? Atlanta, Georgia. Gotcha. Yeah, I was, fly, I was living out there flying out. In my training school back in Atlanta, it's, you know, a warehouse. Right. <laughs> Rings that don't look like this. You Who were you so, hanging with here mostly? Here is probably like your buddies. Solomon Crow, uh, Levis, Valenzuela, Kenneth Crawford, Angela Dawkins. Uh, those are probably the core guys that I hang out with. I got a nice group of people here that I've actually bonded with. That's good. Uh, a lot of them from my class that I came in with. I think people in, on Breaking Ground, it's exciting to see those moments as much as it is right. with the hard work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right, oh, just who's like, that dude hang with? <laughs> that's what, I think that's what people want to see, too, is like, like when they come to my house, I think people want to see that. You yep. know what I mean? Like, I want to see what he does. I mean, when you're a kid and you're watching wrestling, like, you're like, yeah, but no, but you know, they're friends in real right, life. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, <laughs> really? What do you think they do? <laughs> it's good for people to see yeah. that, You know what I mean? Like, it, it's good for them to see what we do as hard as we work here, you know, we do outside, too. You know, we hang out. You know, I'm a regular dude. We're all regular people. I like to go to, you know, the mall and do this or go, uh, I, I wouldn't say the gym. Do you get recognized a lot out now? I have lately, and it's yeah. weird because I'm still not used to it. You weren't getting recognized weird. as Uha? Sometimes I would, but not just walking around like Atlanta. Uh-huh. Yeah, it'd be like uh, more through social media gotcha. or at the actual show. Like, 
I might be like down the street from the venue before I get there. But here I'm like, I know a lot of people live in Orlando that uh, watch the product, but I'm at Jason's Deli or something and uh, they're like, oh, you're Apollo Cruz. And I'm like, is that me? <laughs> I, I am him. That is me. <laughs> you get a free sandwich. Right, right, right. I'm like, hey, free sandwich. Free, that's cool. You know, and uh, people in my apartment complex actually, uh, I, was, I, was, I was coming back from Texas. So I was just pack, unpacking my bags from the car, taking them in. This girl walks by and she's just looking at me funny. And I'm like, yeah, I have something like this. What's going on? She comes back. She's like, she's always on the phone when she walked by. She comes back. She's like, are you Apollo Cruz? And I'm like, yeah, that's me. I was like, I just got back from Texas long day. Apparently her boyfriend works at uh, Full Sail. Ah. Uh, yes, he's a fan too. So it, it was cool. It, uh saw me the other day. They're nice people, man. And coming down the same apartment complex, this uh, little girl's coming down the stairs. She's just like, hi. And her, uh, the guy's looking after her is like, uh, say hi to Apollo. And I'm like, oh, it's just cool to be, you know, totally. see that kind of thing. Yeah. I got a weird question for you. <laughs> How come I go on WWEshop.com and I type in New Day and Apollo Crews comes up? I think because the back of my shirt since, says since day one. Yeah, <laughs> so All maybe right. the day you, got, might be a you gotta search new day in quotes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I think that day, Cause day is a keyword. <laughs> All sorts of confusing. We've actually had this conversation on a podcast before. It's. I don't know if we could ever see you like in a tag. Do you ever see yourself teamed up with someone? Or are you such like a solo? Deal? I like I like being solo. I like yeah. being solo. I like uh, depending even when I you know did things in high school. Even as a team sports, I like there's something about just depending on yourself. Like uh, you, when you're out there, it's you versus this guy, you know, and and you know that you're your only chance of survival. You know what I mean? I, just something I, I thrive off of that. Would you ever you know? uh, be interested in a manager? And me having one and me being one. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd definitely. You being one, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's not working out for you today, right, right now, dude. It's right 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 kind of pressing. You know, I'd, I, I definitely wouldn't mind that. That'd be pretty cool. I think there'd be some interesting things we could do there, too. So uh, that'd be cool. Tagging is, is uh, I wouldn't mind it, but I do love singles a lot more. Yeah, but a like manager would be pretty cool, actually. Huh. I could see that, though. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to Watching everything happen. Definitely, I appreciate it, guys. Terry Creed here. Uh, I mean, I, <laughs> all things Apollo Crews. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Apollo Crews. And I heard this is your first podcast since you signed with WWE. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I've done the interviews, but nothing like this. So this is pretty amazing. I'm yeah. excited about this. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, genuine yeah. character. Yeah, yeah. Just love, love it. it. Love it. Is what you get. All right, man. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thank you, guys. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Was fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> here is Sam Roberts. Big thanks to Apollo Crews. Uh, I'm thinking big things for that guy, as a matter of fact. I mean, everybody loves him. Very, very good in the ring. Uh, if you want to be a part of big things, then get yourself a podcast t-shirt. Go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Sam Roberts, and you can get a Sam Roberts wrestling podcast t-shirt, a Not Sam t-shirt, whatever you want. Uh, uh, What's the Haps t-shirt, they're all there at prowrestlingtees.com slash Sam Roberts. It's, uh, it's a big help to everything podcast related and it's only if we keep doing long podcasts that's only gonna up server costs so you better be buying some clothing you know this stuff doesn't come free like it does for you somebody's got to pay for it right right anyway still stuff going on in the world of wrestling never sleeping never sleeping no we're not doing a year in review we are doing a state of wrestling about what's going on in the world of wrestling right now I was at the Madison Square Garden House show on Saturday. Katie and I were both at Monday Night Raw this week in Brooklyn. Lots of wrestling to talk about. So let's talk about it here with Katie Linendahl on the State of Wrestling. Take it away, Howard Finkel. It's now time for this week's State of Wrestling. Welcome to the State of Wrestling, where we talk about the state 
of wrestling with me as always or as usual, Katie Linendahl. Katie, how's it going? Very excited for the return of Juan Cena. Juan Cena. Juan Cena. I love that he added that in. That's that, like, we hate anyone that's not American heel heat. Like, just the fact that he said it in Espanol is enough to be mm-hmm. like, boo, that's not our language. Yeah. He's like, my bad. This one's on me. No, wait, that was our truth. Oh, uh, wow. There's a lot to talk about. Lots to talk about. I don't know where to begin. I want to talk a little bit about going to the house show on uh, Saturday at the Garden. I want to talk about uh, a certain other person that's been making that made a return at a house show recently and now has another house show book, John Cena. Uh, but why don't we start with how about you almost got kicked out by Stardust? At Was the that house where show you want to start? Yeah, that'd probably be a good jump off point. The video, I would hope. The video it, doesn't lie. Yeah, you've seen it. I hope by now it's on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's wherever you look. I did. It was uh, it was a really fun house show at the Garden on Saturday. John Cena's return. Uh, he you know he wrestled Alberto Del Rio in a similar match to Raw. Um, but you know, I mean, Katie, you of all people know, but I would hope that most of the audience knows house shows are the funnest shows to go to. For sure. No commercial breaks. No promos. And it's like you can tell guys are out there and they they get to finally try things. They just get to wrestlers get to wrestle at house shows. And that's why they're fun to go to. Um, I mean, obviously, for me, my favorite part was Stardust on his way out of the building uh, telling a security guard that I had just hit him and that I should be (laughs) kicked out. (laughs) And you can see in the video, he's walking out and he's like glancing and he sees me and he looks away. And then he just decides to turn around and be like, get him out of here. And the the security guy's like the guy with the big hair. Right. The ball security guy is making an afro motion with his hand. Him? Yeah. And then the one referee, the one referee he liked when I told him what, what I said. If I had hit Stardust, he wouldn't be standing anymore. Oh. That's what I said. Next level. I let him know. The referee mm. liked that. Mm. He liked. But even that, which was so much fun. I mean, look, I love going to the shows. The WWE shows are just, wrestling shows in general are a blast to be at. But, I mean, I don't, I don't have a better time at many things than it wrestling shows like that's why my voice is going yeah i woke up today and it sounded like a man finally (laughs) what does that even mean you're going through puberty oh no that was not a good thing i had my first conference call i was like it was sounded horrible because we were yelling representative for you i was yelling a lot last night with you yeah well we were at raw on monday um and i was at the house show on saturday you were still in boston uh for christmas Spending time with family for whatever reason. Uh, there was wrestling. Yay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, just shouting for the good guys and booing those bad guys. It's my favorite thing to do. Is it a new thing for you to do? No. No. It's just – but I get this thing. Like, I started a Ryback Rules chant at the Madison Square Garden house it's show. really creative, Sam. Well, it was funny because if you watch Table for Three – Daniel Bryan and Dolph Ziggler make fun of him for trying to get – he starts going – he starts trying to get the crowd to chant, feed me more. And 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 or he's trying to get – the crowd is chanting, feed me more. Ryback's trying to get Ryback rules to become a thing. So he's going Ryback rules and the crowd's chanting, feed me more. So <laughs> in, in the middle of the match – and we had good, great seats. In the middle of the match, he was wrestling Rusev. Uh, he's on the ground. And me and the guy I was with and a couple of other people in our section just start chanting, Ryback rules! Ryback rules! And for a second, 
he starts like pounding the mat like, yeah, it's my chant. And then he realizes, oh, that's from table for three when they were goofing on me. So he tweeted about that's, it. That's fun. That's almost as funny as him burping into the mic. What was he doing? It was amazing. That was the best thing that ever happened to the microphone and Ryback in one combination. He comes out on Raw and just belches. Excuse me. Like, I didn't even understand that. That is, that's not his character. That doesn't make any sense. No, not at all. That was the best part about it. It was really, really funny. Um, <laughs> but my favorite part there was that. Uh, there's the John Cena thing, uh, the Stardust thing. Our truth. Our truth was my favorite. I think. Our truth comes out, and at the Madison Square Garden house show, he wrestled Adam Rose, the party pooper. So the party poopers in there. The match has been going on. And, I mean, R-Truth is in full R-Truth mode. Not only is he saying, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, but he ends, which he doesn't even do that much anymore. The split. With a whoop. There it is. And for some I don't understand why the audience responds by also yeah. saying whoop, there it is. You're just making it, you're encouraging him. Right. The audience should respond by saying, men on a mission did that in 93. <laughs> men on a mission. It was cheesy when men on a mission did it in 93. Three. If Mabel, who's eight feet and massive, could kick your ass and not make that cool now, then you can't make it. Right. You can't go into 2016. 2016. 93. Right. You know? So he goes in. But, you know, for the record, I love what is happening with R-Truth right well, now. Everybody Just does. Just that they're embracing. And I think, well, I'll get into that in a minute. But he's wrestling this match with Adam Rose. And all of a sudden, his belt starts coming undone. And mid-match, his belt, the button on his pants, and his zipper completely come open. (laughs) He's wearing basketball shorts under his jeans. But, like, he hits the mat hard. And he just lays there face down. And he has to get the referee's attention. And they're obviously trying to figure out a finish to this thing. Because R-Truth cannot get his pants fastened. Whoop, there it is. There it went. Yeah. He's trying to get his pants fastened. So he's and wasn't like, it Chuck, our boy Chuck? I, it was. It was Charles Robinson. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you this. Say what you want about Refgate. Chuck pulled it off this time. All right. I'll, I'll hand it to him. It was clear, to me anyway, that our truth was like, we, we got to go home. Meaning we got to end this match. Because <laughs> my pants my pa- I can't keep my pants up anymore. My pants are open. So our truth just <laughs> has to get up, do his finisher, you know, where he drops him down. And he holding his pants with one arm. Because they weren't buttoned. Even while he was on the ground, he couldn't get him zipped and buttoned up. And he's, he hits his finish with his pants undone. Covers Adam Rose with his pants undone. And gets the one, two, three with his pants undone. He tries to, like, fasten his belt to close them so he can walk back uh, to the locker room. And Charles Robinson is just dying laughing on his way back. That is hilarious. It was so funny. And it wasn't like our truth doing goofy our truth. It was like that's the real our truth. Sometimes <laughs> jokes are based in reality. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes the OMG moment of the year exactly. is really a real moment. Exactly. And I think that WWE must. I think WWE was taken aback by a few things from the Slammy Awards. This is why I'm quite sure that they were legitimate in the voting. I think that uh, uh, the spot that Neville was in on Raw this week was 100 percent having to do with the fact that he won that award. I didn't think they th- I think that they thought Kevin Owens was going to win the award. And that's why Dolph Ziggler was presenting it. But then why demolish him instead of putting him over after that? Um well, he won the match. And so it's oh, I don't think that like he wasn't quote unquote 
buried. They, they buried him. He wasn't buried. So it's, I think it's okay to demolish because they still – Kevin Owens is like – and you listened to that building last night. Hopefully, you know, they're realizing it's time to build, 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 build with Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a nice slow build happening with him and I just love it. But – Love it. Love it. Um, so, yeah, I mean I think uh, Neville was actually put in a position I feel like where he can be sympathetic good guy, not necessarily loser because he did win the match. You know what I mean? He rolled him up and pinned him one, two, three real quick. So he won the match, and a lot of Kevin Owens' shots that he got in were cheap shots. Like, the reason he was able to lay out Neville was cheap shots. Looking at that segment, you know, obviously Kevin Owens would beat Neville. But you wouldn't look at that and say, well, Neville is a jobber. He has no chance against Kevin Owens. You know what I mean? They didn't feed Neville to Kevin Owens. Um, So I think that's where it's still okay. Uh, I think I, I, I'm interested, and I don't really mind the fact that there's Ziggler. I mean, that there's Ambrose over here, Owens over here, Neville over here, because you know I don't know exactly where Neville fits in with the story, but I like that he's kind of around. That Kevin Owens has two rivals right now. You know, I like that he's playing on that level because I've had Who? I've had issues Neville because yeah. I've had issues with him not getting the proper push. Yeah, and I think. To your point, and I could see then where you'd be sensitive about the fact that they just lay this dude out now. I don't think that— But, but you are right now. You've kind of yes. changed my mind in the sense that who was he laid out by? Exactly. And what mix is he in? Perfect. Fair enough. And he pinned the guy. He beat him. And in the end, he did win. Right. Okay. And, it was, and, and, and he was laid out with cheap shots. I feel like potentially—and you can't tell by you know just one segment on TV or two segments as it was. But potentially this could elevate Neville. Um and the same thing with R-Truth. I think the reason that R-Truth came out and did the thing he did on Ms. TV uh, on Raw this week was because he won the OMG Award. I didn't think they necessarily thought he was going to win that award. And now that he has, they're like, oh, we got to do this more often, which is right on the money. I thought it was – even though it's the same thing over and over again, I thought it was hilarious when R-Truth did it this week. Still funny. Yeah. Now – I was a little still confused on that segment. Yeah, it turned out, like, at first you're like, oh, they're giving TV time to everybody who never gets TV time. Oh, it's just so Big Show can announce he's in the Royal Rumble. What do you think of the Big Show right now? So the Big Show comes out on Raw, and he lays out everybody on Miz TV except the Miz, which I think is smart because it makes the Miz even more of a bad guy. But, he, you know. Call him what you want. That scarf was was amazing. Amazing. And you know who's MVP? The MV- warmth in that scarf I mean, it was a two-person size scarf. It was literally twelve feet like a long. Blanket a continent. Absolutely. Um, you know who I think was the MVP of that segment? Heath Slater. Heath Slater is a guy. They always tell you, no matter what you get, no matter how much TV time you have, no matter what role you're in, you go out there and you make it count. And if anybody <laughs> made that segment count for themselves, everybody got a little shine. Our truth got to be funny. Ryback decided to use his time to to belch. <laughs> so good. That was, but, my, that was so far my, well, I guess it's not the moment of the year because it's not the new year. Never mind. They should redo the Slammy so he can get the yeah. OMG moment of the year. So good. I think You want to be in that mix, though? Do you want to be, you're, you want your music to hit in that orchestra of talent? I mean, it's, uh, there's no doubt, you know, aside from Ryback, it's a bummer for Ryback. That's probably why he burped. But everybody else, you know, that's where they are. 
in it's WWE. It's funny, though, because we talk about every dang week, we talk about the power of the universe. WWE universe? Yes. Mm. And the universe itself is also universes mm-hmm. are very powerful. Um, but the, the, the power behind Slater and... I'm having a senior moment. R-Truth? No, woo-woo, you, you know what, come on. Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder. The, the power behind both of them as fan favorites still isn't enough. No. No. But what I'm, what, I, what I'm getting at is Heath Slater used that moment to really, like, he had 10 seconds to make an impact, and he made an impact. You remember Heath Slater in that segment. Heath Slater, baby! I disagree with you. Really? Yeah. So he, he nothing for you. Did nothing. Oh, I think I think everybody was excited to see all those wrestlers. Because you don't see him much on Raw. And you, everybody still loves him. But I'm still confused as to, A, well, I'm not confused. A, would you want to be in that mix? B, what did that do for anything moving forward? It didn't do anything for any of those guys. But, I mean, what it did was it put the, it, it gave you five guys Big Show could lay out. Okay, that's I mean, that's, that's, what it, that's what it was for. They were fed to the Big Show. Like, that's the difference. If Neville were in there and he got fed to the Big Show, then it's like, oh, Neville. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't. You're right. Not, Goldust, R-Truth, maybe R-Truth for his joke furthers a little bit, you know, because he was funny. But Goldust doesn't, it doesn't do anything for him. It doesn't do anything for Zack Ryder. You know, I think it does a little bit for Heath Slater. None of those guys have anything going on. Those and, are all. Speaking of somebody else that doesn't have anything going on right now, either too. Talk about Miz. Miz has nothing going on. That's a filler right now. Yeah, I mean, at least it's his segment, and sure. he didn't get laid out. I think I'm a Miz fan. I know you are. I think he's a good bad guy, and I think he's there's still a lot of potential with him. Um, you know, is it going to be used or not? I don't know, but um. I think, what do you think of the big show, I guess, is the big question. Oh, man. It's a tough one. Because we had this conversation about a month ago. And I feel like we were both in agreement that they are appropriately peppering him in. And what was it, the match that he had that was actually, was it, um, goodness, was it Lesnar? Yeah. Yes, he fought Lesnar. How long ago was that? About a month and a half? Wasn't it at the Garden Show? And it was strong. And it was actually, it was strong-ish. Strong-ish. In the sense that I like where they use him as much as they use Mark Henry. It's yeah. not overkill. It's not Kane overkill. Mm-hmm. He's still an icon. Yeah. It's peppered in appropriately. So I'm, I'm, I'm in. You're okay with it. And I, it, it, it kind of pisses me off when, like, the retire chants start. Maybe it's just because I've warmed up to him as an individual on and off, offline. It, it feels mean. It feels mean. It does feel mean, doesn't it? He's trying. I mean, I understand he's old. Right. He's an older guy. After seeing how big of a heart he has, I know this is so off tangent. I just. Look, I mean, I know the big show. show. And I think he's a great dude. I don't like the chance either, personally. I get why they're there. Um, I saw at the house show, he, he and, believe it or not, him and Mark Henry had a match. Oh, really? Yeah. And the big show speared Mark Henry at this moment. And I just took a second to be like, Huh. A guy that size, speared him at his age, who's still moving like that. Has he ever speared anybody? He's yeah, yeah. Here and that's there, a, that's an odd move for Big Show, though. I mean, it's a very impressive. It's very impressive, and I believe that the Big Show can be better used. Uh, I think I think he deserves to have a strong showing in the Royal Rumble. He's obviously not going to win the thing. 
But I think the Big Show should be used sporadically, but as a monster. So right now, he's used sporadically, like you said, he's just peppered in. But he's still not taken seriously. You know what I mean? But why go all that way to make such a big announcement for a Royal Rumble? Why make him such a key card? In the Rumble? Yeah. Well, just because he's big and it would be tough to knock him over the top rope, I guess. It's just a way to start the thing, you know? Uh, I, I think it's nice that he gets a little credibility, but I think the Big Show should have a very strong showing in the Rumble. Maybe have Lesnar surprise entrant and eliminate him. I don't know. But he should have a very strong showing. He should not be thrown out early. As, in, as a matter of fact, maybe like take the first five guys and have the Big Show easily throw them out. Like, Let's think that maybe the Big Show could win this. Because I think going forward with the Big Show, you should only have him wrestle maybe three times a year. That, it goes back to my whole point. Absolutely. But have it big matches mm-hmm. and give it – there needs to be an air – something in the air that says he could win. Right now, you know, he has a strong showing against Lesnar. It gets built up. It's been obvious that he's being fed to Lesnar, right? Like you know that going in. Correct. And you know he's not going to win. But it's Royal better Rumble. than a Kofi July 4th spectacular. Yeah. It's a little more aggressive, which I like. It's, it is more aggressive. You know, um, it's not, yeah, it's, I guess it's not so much of Kofi being fed. And by the way, this is July Kofi, not December yeah, that's, Kofi. that's fair point. Because today, Kofi today is very, very realm. different. Yep. Um, I mean, he wants to beat up little kids, which we'll get to that too. Such a funny promo. They're doing so well the New Day. So tell me, let's talk about Lesnar. Mm-hmm. But, but that's what I think. I think you're, me and you, same boat, Big Show sporadically. But I think the Big Show needs to dominate a lot more when he's used sporadically. So can you close the loop for me, though? And I think he's an attraction in that way. With that said. Yes. And say that direction continues. So what happens at the Rumble if they play their cards right? Big Show stays in the Rumble for a considerable amount of time. Mm-hmm. He eliminates, I mean, 10-plus people. He eliminates a lot of people. What kind of card number are we talking to? Let's give it a little more detail. Well, he came. He said last night he's coming in at number one. Yeah, but was that real? Yeah. He's How can in. you just declare yourself one? That's the big show. What are you going to tell him? No, he's he's big. He's very, very big. All right. So he comes in number one. All right. And he survives for a good while. Um, he eliminates a lot of people. Okay. He takes out maybe the first three individuals. So, like, the big show starts... Number two comes out. He throws him right out. He's got a minute to wait for number three. Number three comes out. He throws him out. Maybe that's how you book New Day. I know it sucks for New Day, but... It better not be how you book Tatanka. Maybe that's how you book Heath Slater. There you go. Right? Okay. Maybe it's the same guys in the Miz segment. I don't know. But, yeah, you have him eliminate those guys. And then... Right now, I'm still going with... My pick to win the Royal Rumble is Brock Lesnar. And I believe he'll be a surprise entrant. Unless he gets an – maybe maybe one. It doesn't matter whether he's a surprise or not is regardless. My pick to win the Royal Rumble is Brock Lesnar, and I believe Brock Lesnar should be the guy who eliminates the Big Show. He's the only one that should eliminate the Big Show. Very smart. I like where you're going. Thank you. Where does, where does that take Big Show, though? Take him off TV for a while. Have him do – next time we see Big oh, Show – Oh, so you're saying it's not a continued storyline. No. It's that, it's that no, 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 no. Come back – Later deal. Next time we see Big Show, and it should not be against Brock Lesnar next time because Brock's going to beat him again. Next time we see Big Show, he should run in and start a feud with somebody, and we're like, oh, my gosh, the Big Show's back. This is a big deal. This mm-hmm. is scary. He's a monster, and he's back. Then do you even have him – I know this is a dumb question, but do you even have him at the house shows? No. Nope. No. He should be used – Reserve. 
He should be used as an attraction. And maybe he warms up with some house shows when he comes back. Sure. But, you know, house shows is where I want to go. Brock Lesnar. Yep. He wrestled in Japan against Kofi. That was televised. We saw him at the Garden against uh, uh, Big Show. Who did he wrestle in L.A.? Do you remember? Big Show? Just recently? I thought it was one. No, Rusev. I think he wrestled Rusev in L.A. He wrestled at the L.A. house show like a week or two ago. Did you know that? Non-televised. Big Show? No, Brock. Brock I think you told me that. Alberto. Okay. It was Brock versus Alberto. I thought you said that was a strong match. Can we acknowledge Kathy Kelly's name? <laughs> yeah, Kathy Kelly is. Cut the girl a, like a, a, a hello. <laughs> Kathy Kelly's. Uh, she's, hello to Kathy Kelly. She's my research assistant. <laughs> she's like, uh, uh. And the look Sam just gave her was like, you better be Googling that. Yeah, you yeah. Be, you How do you not know this, Kathy? <laughs> she was at the show, by the way. Um, <laughs> um yeah, so he wrestled Alberto Del Rio at the house show. Mm-hmm. He just got booked. And at first I thought it was interesting that he was doing that house show not on TV. You know, Brock only has so many days. He's booked on another house show in Houston, not on TV. Is that a warm-up? In January, he's got uh, Seamus at a Houston house show. Seamus. Yeah. So that's, I mean, you're just doing that for... For? Pure warm-up. That's in my head. I don't know. For what match? I'm following you. I'm with you. Oh, so you're, wait, are you going back to, hmm, now we're in Rumble territory, but we have, between Rumble and Mania, we have Fastlane. Correct. Because here's where it goes in my- You're a much better fantasy booker than I will ever be. This is, in my opinion, what makes sense. Okay. Sheamus is the champion going into WrestleMania, and it's Brock Sheamus in the main, in the title match. Now, this match has to be booked very well, and the story has to be told very well, because that's a very easy match to take a dump on. Because you got Sheamus, who nobody cares about, and Brock Lesnar, who is a part-time guy. So it's a very easy match to take a dump on, but it elevates Sheamus, because it's Brock. We can't say Brock's not going to win the title, because he's a part-time guy, because we've seen him do it before. Mm Mm-hmm. And it has the potential to do good things for Sheamus. I feel like, you know, what the match I'd like to see at WrestleMania is John Cena and Roman Reigns for the title. I think that'd be amazing. I feel like they were kind of setting that up a little bit. Well, that was off TV, I think. I think uh, I think TV was off. Shoot. I but, wish I would have. I don't know, man. But last night, or on Monday night on Raw, they did John Cena. I don't know if it was off TV or not, but they did a, a face-off between John Cena and Roman Reigns at the end of the night. Um... I think that they're setting that up for the future, but I don't think they're setting it up for WrestleMania. I think they have bigger plans. Like I said, I'm still sticking with the idea that John Cena and The Undertaker mm-hmm. and Triple H and Roman Reigns are the matches at WrestleMania. That's I, I, what I think is going to happen. I'm curious, though, to briefly hit on the fact that I understand we, we, we know that Lesnar has a limited contract, right? Yes. But is just as surprised as we were almost a year ago when he went on SportsCenter and said his opinions have changed – and he wants to stay in wrestling. Yes. And he's not going back uh, to USC. Yes. I think in that same regard, he could easily have a, a, a not. I'm not saying a full time contract. I just think there's more. Maybe more dates. Hundred percent. And I, I feel like you've never thought that. Well, here's the thing. He knows what money he can make for his limited dates. Brock Lesnar's not a wrestling fan. He's a money fan. 
So he knows what he can make for his limited dates, which means he will, I'm sure, work more dates. But it's going to cost the limited contract plus, like, if you want me to work double dates, cool. Of course. Double the money. And that is where, you know, it's a very, to my knowledge, I don't know what the number is. But I'm assuming he's making quite a handsome fee for a very limited schedule. And he's wrestling more matches this year or or right now than he has recently because of those four house shows he's doing. But, you know, you do have to wonder how much money WWE is going to invest in Brock and where because right now it is good. You know, where's the ratio? Because it seems like the more dates theoretically, the less special it could become. The less special it becomes, the less money it draws, the less money it's worth, and now you're paying more for something that's less you special. you got to split the difference. You do have because to split the Because now you're talking about a company that's, like, growing bigger, and they're like, oh, this is horrible. No, it's a great problem to have that you're growing bigger. If the ratings are going to continue to be bad, True. which hopefully they're on the uptick, then you they need They are because of me. You mean to tell me that, <laughs> that Heyman and Lesnar aren't going to add to ratings and you don't have to do it all the time. Yeah, you don't just, want to overdo it. Just a little more. A little saying. more. It's going to weigh itself out. I think that's it. right. I think that's a good point, and I think they could benefit from it. Who needs Heyman and Lesnar? Me and my grapefruits are back on TV. <laughs> Brock Lesnar is on the squad? What squad is that? I got really nervous because somebody said they really get irritated on the Nikki Bella impression. It's getting that bad. Well, I think it's, but it's an irritate. I mean, I think that they get irritated for the Nikki Bella impression because they get irritated by Nikki Bella. Well, no, though he he explicitly said that, right? But it's, and by the way, it's his fault for getting irritated by the wonderful Nikki Bella. Yeah. Yeah. Look. What's he, his problem? He's got lots of problems. Tons of them. <laughs> Did you see on Raw, Vince McMahon said, "Pal, pal." <laughs> Well, now I can't hear Vince McMahon without thinking of you, how I've screwed over so many people that listen to this podcast and now they can't listen to Nikki Bella. I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. I do the same thing when I hear Vince. I'm like, whoa, I thought that was you. Yeah. So do you – what do you think of a WrestleMania where you've got a Sheamus and Brock Lesnar title match? The only other scenario – and you know oh, – Sam, you've been going through my notebooks again. The only other scenario – is that they have Daniel Bryan, which I don't think they do, but that they have Daniel Bryan on the back burner. They are going to have him surprise return at the Rumble. There's no way with a concussion movie out now and in the concussion relevancy across sports media, they're going to have Daniel Bryan back, in in my humble opinion. Well, you tell Will Smith he could kiss my ass. (laughs) Do you know about that club? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But say he's cleared, and they're just not telling anybody. And he could be cleared because other other people have been cleared, and other doctors have cleared him. Uh, but say he's cleared and he is coming back for the rumble. It's going to be, I'm telling the rumble. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, if Daniel Bryan comes back for the rumble and then wins the rumble, he will win the, win the rumble and he will mark my words, wrestle Sheamus for that title at WrestleMania. Y'all can say it'll be Roman Reigns all you want. It won't be. That would be WWE's wet dream come true if they could finally have their Daniel Bryan Sheamus main event. All they want is for Daniel Bryan and Sheamus to wrestle at WrestleMania. Daniel Bryan said on this podcast a months ago, you can go and look it up on iTunes for free, by the way. He said that before he was booked for his WrestleMania, where he won the title, mm-hmm. he, was, he, he, uh... he was booked with Sheamus. And before he was booked in the ladder match at 31, 
Sheamus. All they want is Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus. And if Daniel, but I almost feel like one of those was a dark match. Am I crazy? Years back, well, it was the, a real highlight of his dis- disappointment in his career. It was. It was a U.S. title pre-show match. Sucks. There man. was two. There was the U.S. title pre-show match, and then there was the world title match that lasted eight seconds at WrestleMania, where Sheamus Brogue kicked him and won the title. Right, 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 right. Right. So, if Daniel Bryan does come back, and I want everybody to be prepared for this because everybody's like hoping he does. I'm not saying he will. He very well may not. If he does, Daniel Bryan and Sheamus will be the main event for WrestleMania 32. I'm not so against it. I think it'd be a, a good match. And I th- actually think Sheamus is in a better place now than he has been in many, many years because of the League of Nations. That's your match, though. Sheamus, Daniel Bryan. And you know why it would be effective? Daniel Bryan would get cheered to high heaven and Sheamus would get booed out of the building. There's never been a better combination of good guy versus bad guy than Daniel Bryan and Sheamus. Even with this fickle audience. It's strong. They love cheering Daniel Bryan, and they love booing Sheamus. It's strong. That's the main event for WrestleMania. If Daniel Bryan comes back, assuming he's not, which I assume he's not. If I had to bet whether he was coming back or not, I would bet he isn't. Assuming he's not coming back, I think that they may do a Brock Lesnar-Sheamus match. That's... I mean, who else do you have against Sheamus? For, what, what, what's the other title match? If you have Triple H, Roman Reigns for the title, it's a waste of a title match. Because Triple H is not winning the title. And even if he does, he's not def- like, it doesn't make any sense to make that a title match. Why would you? Why would Triple H get a shot at the title if he's already running the company? It doesn't make any sense. So that's out the window. Triple H has to cost Roman Reigns the title before WrestleMania and then set up a Roman Reigns match, in my humble opinion. I believe John Cena will wrestle The Undertaker, as I said. Um, things can change, obviously. My opinion can change. I could be wrong. Uh, but that I believe, still, nothing in the last week has changed my mind that Brock Lesnar is going to win the Rumble. And he's going to wrestle Sheamus for the title. That's what I think. But that's your plan B, as in Brogue Kick. That's right. Right? <laughs> that's right, Katie. You like plan A. I, the Daniel Bryan thing? Yeah. I mean, that's like the fantasy fantasy. Uh, yeah. But it's also like everybody brace yourself. It's not Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns. It's Daniel Bryan, Sheamus. Because they're not, I mean, Roman Reigns is finally getting some cheers a little bit. Oh, he, 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 no. I'm, no, stop. Press pause. He's the, not? The brakes have been pumped because Roman Reigns is getting tons of cheers. How could you disagree with that? He Even is, in Brooklyn. He's getting far more cheers. But every smile, every joke, every sort of wink costs the character. Every single one. And he still does them. And it's like, how, also, I watched the arrest on TV. Vince, like, bless his heart. Like, it was, it was fun to see Vince on TV again. But the arrest segment could have gone a little more smoothly. In what regard? It just wasn't the story. Was, like, Vince seemed like... It seemed like the cops weren't the greatest performers, and Vince had to kind of walk them into arresting him. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, you know when you got to put it on your shoulders because you're dealing with somebody who's just not as great? they got to hire those union, those SAG actors, man. Also, we belong to a guild for a reason. My favorite thing about the whole thing was the, uh, the cops that arrested Vince were making mean wrestler faces at him. Like Hulk up faces. Like they're, Ugh. Oh, man. Because they were local wrestlers. <laughs> 
and they were making mean wrestler faces. It was great. I did enjoy the segment, though. The arrest could have gone a little smoother, um, but I love seeing Vince back on TV. I'm very, very much looking forward to seeing him special referee the uh, title match between Sheamus and Roman Reigns next week. I think that'll be good. Uh, John Cena. Anybody, you can say whatever you want about John Cena, but I'm going to tell you something. The crowd in Brooklyn was tired by the third hour of Raw. The crowd in Brooklyn was quiet by the third hour of Raw. They were also rambunctious. That's why there was a wave going on during the Sheamus Rusev tag match. The wave started, and it lasted like the whole match. It's not a good sign. Well, it's not a good sign when the wrestlers participate in the right. wave. Right. It's like, Sheamus, at least you could be interested in the match. No, he's doing the wave. <laughs> Bored. Boring. But John Cena came out, and with his promo, he lit that audience up. And they were booing him, and it was his one line. It was when they threw the shirt back, and John Cena grabbed the mic, and he oh told gosh. Alberto Del Rio, even the fans in Brooklyn are tougher than you. Put the title on the line. He knows how to run a crowd. Man. And it was just that spontaneous moment. I mean, that's why he's in the spot that he's in. And maybe you give other people opportunities. They could be in that spot. That's regardless. That moment is why he's in the spot that he's in. And, I mean, I thought he did. I thought it was exceptional, that moment, what he did. Well, and to, to, to the magnitude of when you're booed that much, it's like the no PR is, is bad PR. It's like. They have a reaction. Oh, my gosh. Yes. They care. It's not a quiet. In Brooklyn, In Brooklyn, yeah. yeah Put that yeah. right up there with Philly. It's not a quiet. Return. But are you glad to see John Cena back? Or oh, how do you... 100%. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about him? How do you feel about he and Roman sharing the responsibility for taking out uh, the League of Nations? I don't know where they're going with that, right. with, with Roman and, and Cena. And to your point, maybe it will be a longer-term thing, but I just— I'm kind yeah. of... See, I'm with you. Because in my head, logically, it makes sense to do Roman Triple H, Cena, Undertaker at WrestleMania. But then you just build up. You spend all this time making things right and building up two people simultaneously, which are very different people. But then you're going to have them collide. Well, I you talking about Cena and Roman? Yes. I have I'm getting a very mega powers collide vibe about Cena and Roman mega powers, Hogan and Macho. They team up They're best friends. Hogan congratulates Macho Man at WrestleMania 4 for winning the championship. They spend the next year tagging up. But you know what's always gotten uh, in, in Macho Man's craw? That they team up, and he's the champion, but Hogan's still the star. Plus, Hogan's got jealousy in his eyes. That's good, Sam. Because he's looking at Elizabeth. Right. And Macho doesn't like that. So I am feeling a very Mega Powers Unite and Mega Powers Collide thing going on with John Cena and Roman Reigns. I think it would have to be told in a different way because they're not turning either of those guys heel. They're just not. Um, and I think when the Mega Powers collided, the story ended up building Hogan instead of Macho Man. I think if a Mega Powers Collide story happens between Cena and Reigns instead of my plan for WrestleMania, which I'd be fine with... Uh, Cena's got to lay down. You know what I mean? It's got to be a scenario where Roman comes out on top and this is Cena passing the torch. You know, I'd like to see that. Uh, so, you know, it's a, it's a very interesting road to WrestleMania, as it were. I think it's good that Cena's back. I said before, you're never going to get as much out of Roman Reigns if he has friends than you are if he's by himself. 
So on that level, I don't necessarily love seeing Cena and Roman together. But if it leads to them fighting with each other, I'm cool with it. Fair enough. You see what I'm saying there, right? I'm, I'm curious to how now in this timeline, that, like, what do you do with Fastlane? Or is it kind of a blow-off? Fastlane they haven't is, blown off any pay-per-views, really, if you, if you think back in the last year. No, and Fastlane is, but Fastlane is very, very, very contingent on what happens at the Rumble. No, I don't think anybody who predicts Fastlane right now is a fool. A but, darn fool. Like you've predicted many ahead. That's true. But I always skip Fastlane. I always go, here's what happens <laughs> at the Rumble, here's what happens at Mania. <laughs> Never have a Fastlane plan. I think Fastlane is that kind of like tie the loose ends up from the Rumble so we can head into WrestleMania in the right way. Right. Um, maybe Fastlane is where Roman Reigns loses the title instead of at the Rumble. I don't know. But, uh, uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I would think here's what happens at Fastlane. Sheamus gives Roman Reigns his rematch. So Royal Rumble, Sheamus-Roman Reigns. Fastlane, another Sheamus-Roman Reigns match. Triple H beats the crap out of Roman Reigns at Fastlane, though. Like, Triple H, finally, the game comes back. And Triple H kicks the crap out of Roman Reigns, maybe with some help. Um, And then you've got, okay, Roman Reigns, he got his rematch. He lost. Now he doesn't care about Sheamus. Triple H, you're mine. So now you've got a scenario where you've got Roman and, and Triple H cemented going into WrestleMania. That's what that's where I see it. And then Brock Lesnar is just sitting there waiting like, okay, you got Triple H to help you beat Roman Reigns? Good, Sheamus, because I'm next. Because what we learn from these house shows, now especially, the big show thing, okay. But if he's wrestling Alberto Del Rio and he's wrestling Sheamus, number one, you're warming him up for Sheamus to see how they pair up. But number two... Those are two of the top, ba- the, arguably the two top bad guys in the company. Big uh, Brock Lesnar is a confirmed good guy. He's a confirmed babyface. Brock Lesnar is a good guy. He'll be wrestling a bad guy at WrestleMania. Sheamus will be the champion, in my opinion. There's your match. What I think is hot about that is the accessories, which I, the League of Nations and then Heyman in those corners, I think, makes for a good dynamic story. Yeah, I think it's good, too. A lot of people involved. Um... We talked about Kevin Owens a little bit. I, I, the fans were going nuts for Kevin Owens in Brooklyn. Kevin Owens oh, yeah. is going to be a major star. The other big thing that I noticed, those New Day shirts are selling like crazy. And I think that means a lot to WWE. When they see those T-shirt numbers moving, oh, sure. that means a lot. So I think that New Day is cemented. Here's what I want to talk about. And this is something you brought up last week. This is a name that's been on the tip of your tongue for a long time now. We got to see Sami Zayn return on NXT. Sami Zayn's back. I thought that happened last night at Barclays, and I thought I was losing my mind. What? I thought oh, you, oh, oh, I oh, like, like we got to see him on Monday, and you're like, that? I think I t- took a long bathroom break on yeah, that one. I was in a coma. <laughs> um, no, on Wednesday on NXT this week, uh, Sami Zayn I've been, returned. I'm happy about that. Yeah. Uh, you look good. Where do you—here's here's what I see. Do you want me to just—I'll ask you to be polite. Do you— see anything for him or do you want me to tell you look like a psychic over here well i mean in terms of you know where does he go no i want you you know i you're the (laughs) you are the king of fantasy booking because in my mind because i was was paying attention and it's like it's very exciting that Sami Zayn is back but when he left it was a it was a Sami Zayn kevin owens world now it's a finn balor samoa joe world it's a totally different scenario um so here's what i think do we have? We must have a takeover between now and WrestleMania. The next takeover can't be April. 
There's got to be a takeover in winter. We just saw one in England. There's got to be a takeover in January or February. Well, they're in Chicago and Wisconsin on the road. Yeah. I'm sure they'll do a takeover before Dallas. I would imagine so. I think you should start a Baron Corbin-Sami Zayn feud. I don't think you should even think about putting Sami Zayn in with the champion yet. Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn. I think Sami Zayn should get through Baron Corbin, then get through Samoa Joe, then in Dallas, the night before WrestleMania, finally Finn Balor, Sami Zayn, NXT Championship. That's what you headline your Dallas takeover with. I think it's like two days before. They do it on the Friday, right? I think it's it's Saturday. Saturday. It's Saturday? I think it's Saturday. But that's where I would say, and I would say in the meantime, don't even, don't hint at it yet. It's only December. Baron Corbin's first. Maybe Samoa Joe's second, or maybe you carry Baron Corbin all the way, then have him wrestle Finn Balor, and then save Samoa Joe for Sami Zayn's first title defense. Um, But I think, I think you headline Finn Balor, Sami Zayn uh, in Dallas. It's strong. I think it's really strong. I think that's the match. For Dallas, personally. And I'm looking forward to it very, very much. So, sorry, what what do you do with uh, Corbin, then, if you do go that route? After Sami Zayn? No, if you go Zayn. Well, you go Zayn and Corbin build up for a while. Because now Corbin's believable, right? Because he beat Apollo Crews. Right. So build that up for a while. more believable if you had a few more abs. Well. Just saying. (laughs) Just got to tighten up the core. Um, Well, and then have Sami Zayn beat Baron Corbin. You know, Sami Zayn's got to come out on top of that. Because the idea being Sami Zayn may win the NXT title for me. I mean, he would be Finn Balor's biggest threat to the title for by a mile. Right? But I, I know I wasn't going to give my prediction, though, but you really think you keep him down in NXT for that long? I know to yeah. your point, I understand that was what one match. Yeah, of course. But it was electric. I mean, I guess. But if you want, you can bring him up to the main roster and have him in the ring in a year with Heath Slater. You know? I mean, no. I would not put... Sami Zayn in the main roster right now just because I like Sami Zayn. (laughs) You know, like, no, I don't think it would be good to put Sami Zayn on the main roster right now. He's been out for five months, so he could use some time in NXT, I think. You know, that does a lot to a a wrestler. Spend the time in NXT. Mm -hmm. And he never really was cemented as NXT champion. He didn't have a long run. Kevin Owens took it, and then Kevin Owens dropped it to Finn Balor because Sami Zayn got injured. Sami Zayn had the NXT title for a second. You know, Neville had it for a long time. Bo Dallas had it for a long time. All, uh, Kevin Owens had it for a little bit. Finn Balor had it for a long time. But Sami Zayn's reign as champion was not long. Not long at all. So he, does, he hasn't had a great championship reign. I would keep him down. Yeah, I, I, there's no problem for me with keeping Sami Zayn down there. And NXT could use the star power. Well, I think it has a strong bench right now. Yeah, and add Sami Zayn to it. I mean, you got another main event player now. I mean, we're cycling through three people to main event, you know? And although I just dissed Baron Corbin, I do like his character. It's a great character. And he's like, I don't need abs. I'm too good. Respect. <laughs> All right, Katie. I oh, think wait, we... could... I got one more. Yeah, Real tell quick. me, tell me, tell me. Talk about Sin Cara. Sin Cara apparently separated his shoulder. <laughs> Did that happen during match or before? I believe that it happened... When he got his ankle pulled off the off the apron, and the oh, referee was checking him. Good call. That's totally what happened. Because I mean, that was a big ankle sweep. Those those lucha dragons, 
Them and their ankle sweeps. If you remember at TLC, I think it was Kalisto then that got an ankle sweep off the ladder. And he did like four backflips on the way down. Like relax with the ankle sweeps, guys. You don't have to sell them that hard. But I think speaking of like selling hard, I think he's selling hard now. Who, uh, Sincata? Yes, I do. I mean, the Lucha Dragons are great. But I think they're getting a push right now more than they have been. Absolutely. You're right. You're right. I'm glad. And and I'm glad people are seeing that uh, in WWE. I mean, I think they provide a very strong value in terms of the Hispanic audience. Now they've got Alberto Del Rio on the bad guy side and the Lucha Dragons on the good guy side. And Juan Cena. And Juan Cena. (laughs) Yes, of course. Um, And I think that they're trying to build Kalisto into something big. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, no, I, I, I think that is an equal weight to Sin Cara. I think they're trying to—I think Sin Cara is being used to push Kalisto higher. I think Kalisto is the guy they have their eye on. Yeah, Sin I would Ca- actually agree with by you. By the way, Sin Cara dos. Yeah. Hunico. It's like the Repo Man. That's right. It's like Doink. No, it's like, yeah, it's like Doink. There was only one Repo Man. Well, no, I confused my brain there because I thought for many years the Repo Man was Doink, so my Repo bad. Man must have been a Doink at some point, at right? At some point. There were mad Doinks. Yeah. Yeah. Um— but yeah, yeah, I think uh, it's great to see in the Lucha Dragons. Uh, I think they need a run with the tag titles. They had a hot second. A real hot second. Yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't take it off the New Day to tell you the truth. But uh, and especially since New Day is now, you know, coming after children. They're so good. <laughs> they're so good. When they said they're going to beat up the kids, like, how much fun are they having? And by the way. Watch a we, New Day promo. We will come fight your kids. Who says that? Yeah. Who says that? Watch a New Day promo and tell me that, oh, it was better when there was cursing. It's not an Attitude Era question. People think that the Attitude Era was better because it was edgier, and that's not the case. The Attitude Era was not better because it was edgier. The Attitude Era was good because it was creative. New Day is creative and funny and different and feels of the time. New Day is now contemporary. That's why it's good. So much, in fact, that there was a bulldog behind us with yeah. a New Day unicorn horn. Yes. In the arena. The bulldog's I name, mean, for the record, what? I found out from Kathy Kelly. Ziggler. I did hear that. I didn't know. <laughs> Maybe we should rename him uh, uh, Langston. Yeah. <laughs> about the dog? Got a retweet from Big E. That's good. That's good. Well, a lot of people retweeted that dog tweet. It's like 200 tweets or something. It's amazing. It's amazing. You can see it at Catherine Kelly, by the way, with a C and then a K. Uh, all right, Ka- uh, 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 Katie. Lots of C's and K's. I know. I know. It's tough to keep track sometimes. Cake. Have we, have we done it? Colloquial. That's a Q. I love the word colloquial. Okay. Okay. So. We thank everybody for joining us. Uh, don't forget, you can always follow Katie Linendahl at Katie Linendahl on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And I want you guys, everybody out there, should be checking out Katie Linendahl's tech podcast. It's not even really a tech podcast. We call it a tech podcast because so much of Katie's life revolves around tech. But it really is a, a peek into the life of Katie Linendahl. Like, it's like, what besides pro wrestling makes this Linendahl brain tick? It's a very, very entertaining podcast. She has guests on from all aspects of her life. She talks about, like, what she's passionate about. And uh, <laughs> I'm on it. So it's really, really good. Uh, and I want everybody to go to katie.show. That's the URL, 
katie.show. You can find it there, or you can look up those words on iTunes. And uh, subscribe to the podcast. It's very, very enjoyable. Uh, And, like, I come from the world of radio, right? I'm doing 15 hours of content every single week. This podcast, last week was an anomaly. It was two hours long. (laughs) But this podcast is an hour a week. You mean to tell me that you wouldn't like to get an extra hour of Linendahl in? Yeah. You know what I mean? I would appreciate that. And, like, let's be honest. A lot of us wrestling fans, and I'm including me in with all of you listening, we need to broaden our horizons at times. That's true. Because if I didn't have the job in radio, oh, my God, would I only be watching wrestling all the time. That's That would be it. Katie will bring you into a world where it's like you can go to a party and actually have something to talk about other Mm -hmm. than what Chikara is up to. (laughs) We talk drones. We talk robots. It's great. All of it. Um, So check that out, and uh, we will see you. Next week here on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Follow at NotSam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And subscribe for free to listen every week to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast.